Welcome back to Impossible Podcasts and to our first edition of Points of Who. I'm Kerber Bridge. I'm Swithin Dobson. I'm Sarah Burrow. I'm PG Bell. And I'm Brandon Michelle. Up until now, we've been discussing your comments, tweets, emails and the like on a fairly ad hoc basis, but we've decided to put in a monthly slot dedicated to your questions, views and opinions. We've been discussing how exactly to cover everything with Doctor Who off the air and working out a regular schedule for your listening pleasure. It's also based on the really... Ambitious hope that you are going to be sending us feedback. <laughs> yes. yes. So please do. We have dedicated the show to it. So please send it. So please send things in. Yes, yeah. it's going to be half an hour of silence. Anyway. <laughs> silence. Silence will fall when no feedback is received. Uh, but yeah, the plan is is that in the months where Doctor Who is off the air. The first strand we'll cover is Doctor Who and its spin-offs, so we'll still be doing Doctor Who stuff going back to discuss old episodes. This is how we got started, and it's still at the core of the show's DNA, uh, roundtables, commentaries, maybe the odd interview if we can sort something out. The second area is stories on screen, so television, film and video games. So at the moment we've got Kieran's reviews of Series 2 of The Walking Dead going up on the blog, but we're also hoping to record discussions about Harry Potter, which Sarah has plenty to... <laughs> I think I might find something to say. About, say about. Um, and also the current series of Merlin will probably uh, do something about that towards the end of the series, and plenty more, we hope. And then the third strand is stories on the page, so books and comics. Several of us are big fans of Diana Wynne-Jones, so we're planning on doing a roundtable discussion of her novels. And James and Olivia are chomping at the bit to talk about comics. I think we can just leave the mm. uh, microphone running and get <laughs> several hours. Yeah, probably. <laughs> so I nearly failed when we brought it up. Bickering oh. <laughs> <laughs> at each other. So, yeah. So those are, we'll be rotating between those in terms of the podcasts, uh, getting a mix and then points of who for your feedback. And we'll be saying what we're planning on covering in the next few weeks so you can get in touch in advance. And this month we're going to be doing a commentary on the final Sarah Jane adventure, The Man Who Never Was. And uh, Brandon is joining us for that in particular. I, I well, am. Yeah. Well, welcome, Brandon. Uh, Brandon, is, <laughs> uh, Brandon is a friend of us all who's a particular fan of... Liz Slade and Sarah yeah. Jane Adventures. Yes, so. I am. I was, and I will be forever. Excellent. And to be fair to her, she has been waiting on the promise of the cane. <laughs> cane Island Company commentary for about six months now. But it's so awful. <laughs> I did. I don't want to do it. <laughs> this is why we can't blame you. Uh, we, we, we did promise a Cane Island Company commentary, but really, we, this, we hadn't actually watched Cane Island Company by that point. The Sarah Jane Adventures is much better. It, so it, it is. In just every conceivable I, I way. It. I want to smash it. 
I want to smash every copy of the DVD. <laughs> um, we'll also be discussing the Doctor Who Series 6 uh, DVD release and uh, rounding off uh, the month with a discussion of whether the Harry Potter film series lived up to the books, uh, just in time for the UK release of The Deathly Hallows Part 2. On the 2nd of December. Yes, indeed. Not that I know that date very well at all. <laughs> so yeah, we'd love to hear your thoughts on what we should be covering, how we should organise it, uh, what you're watching, reading, listening to or playing, what kind of articles and reviews you'd like from us. So yes, please let us know your thoughts on the blog or email us at impossiblepodcasts at gmail.com as usual. So, have we had any feedback uh, lately, Pete? Uh, the most recent feedback we've had um, is on the blog from Zarban of Zarban's House of Commentaries. Hey there, Zarban. We really do appreciate the hard work that you're putting in. Um, we've talked about this before. I'm not sure we've actually recorded any of it, though, but uh, Zarban's House of Commentaries is a website that just lists fan commentaries for mm. TV series, movies, what have you. Um, and he, she, they do a fantastic <laughs> job. <laughs> Of, yes. of, of updating the site really, really quickly. And they also apparently listen to all of our episodes because they pull out quotes and stick them up on on our page on their site. Yeah, thank you uh, very much. Which, yeah, yeah, some really <laughs> nice It really is. Hmm. Wow. Um, so, good yeah, so Zarban got in touch uh, regarding The Wedding of River Song and said... Fun episode, but the Tesselector ending was quite a letdown. The Doctor is such a super genius that, if using the Tesselector would work, he would have thought of it immediately instead of moping around for episode after episode and then suddenly getting the idea after the Tesselector captain asks him if there was anything he could do to help. And the way that Delaware assured everyone that it was indeed the Doctor, even after Amy insisted it must be a clone or something, and they burned his body without noticing he was a robot, it was just a complete cheat. <laughs> Moffat should have kept the Ganger Doctor secret and have him and the real Doctor working together all season. Then one of them dies at Lake Silencio, and we aren't told which one. Much better, I think. Um, I would probably agree with all of that, to be honest. I yeah, know, what, what do you sounds guys? pretty much good to me. I don't watch it anymore, so... Uh, <laughs> Um, I think we, I think we said, didn't we, that we didn't necessarily think that the Tesselector ending was the best one, mm. but uh, yeah, we kind of all saw that coming, didn't we? And that's a good point, actually. He probably would have thought about it probably shortly after we met the Tesselector yes. in Let's Kill Hitler, I assume. Uh, oh, hang on. There's there's a shape shifting robot that can look like absolutely yes. anybody and is impervious to being shot with lasers. Maybe I could use that. Maybe I could use that to avoid dying. Yeah. There is also um, the question of when the Doctor was shot for the first time at Lake Silentia, we saw him start to regenerate. So does this mean that it was the Tess Elector that started to regenerate? And if so, how? Well, uh, Stephen Moffat said in response to that on Twitter, uh, if the mill can generate a few glowing light special effects, then presumably something of the technology of the Tess Elector would be able to do that too. Uh, considering, <laughs> it also, <laughs> considering it also produced... <laughs> considering it also produced an entire motorcycle out of well, the guy's behind. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's not hard to believe that the chances are they can probably pretend <laughs> to uh, mm. to 
simulate but, regeneration as well. But it, I mean, uh, when you think about it, the Tesselector is an incredibly powerful piece of technology. It was mentioned as being number several thousand or something. So are there um, thousands of these things going around the universe? I mean, well, presumably they can't be if if they are some in temporal police force that are mm. tracking down war criminals. They can't be the only one. They basically appeared to be, they were talking as if they were part of the fleet. Yeah, yeah it's definitely more headquarters one. Of them. Maybe they're all Tesselators. Maybe that's going to be the big it. reboot for the anniversary next year. They wake up and they're all Tesselators. <laughs> <laughs> so what do we think about the idea that um, <clears throat> keeping the two flesh doctors and us not knowing which one died, was burned, whatever? Well, we, we probably thought it was a flesh one. Mm. Yeah. It's a bit... Of, I mean, actually... It could even uh, involve a parallel universe somehow, in which the Doctor does actually die, but only in one universe. And so the Doctor mm. is dead in one universe, but the one who currently exists in is actually alive. So he does actually die, assuming that the parallel universe guy is yeah. the same guy. Uh, and then that could be reasonably... It just occurred to me as a, as a possible alternative. Mm. That could invoke in the parallel universe of some description. Mm. So he gets shot, and somehow he... Well, I don't know. He calls himself from the other universe or something, and then kind of exists mm. and trans. So basically, runs away, but keeps the, the team together in this parallel universe, which well, are not yet within. Well, I, I was thinking with the whole the Doctor being too noisy and so on. Um, uh, Moffat missed a real opportunity to uh, hit that on the head once and for all at the end of the last series when the Doctor was completely wiped, wiped <laughs> out of existence. Oh, and they now, had to reboot the universe from scratch. Yeah, when they, in the Big Bang. Now, if he'd have been remembered back, but only Amy remembered him, hmm. uh, and only those directly uh, involved, so her... Um, River and Rory mm. uh, as the ones who'd been through that still remembered him, then you could have wiped out all of the the Doctor is a legend all through history, bloody bloody blah, lonely God, etc. Mm. and uh, dealt with it uh, quite quite neatly but mm. uh, yeah well, I thought that was something they were going to do under this series but then no, the setup for the next series is the oldest name in the, oldest question in the universe, Doctor Who is it? Well, we know that he dies in the chase, and there's an episode called it "The Death of Doctor Who." So that's my that's playing my cards. Yeah, there <laughs> <laughs> Richard Herndon, I think. Is it Richard Herndon? Uh, no, 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 no. He was in the Five Doctors. Yeah, yeah it's it's some tall, skinny bloke who looked absolutely <laughs> nothing like, like William Hartnell. No, no. The worst <laughs> robot double in history. <laughs> really bad. <laughs> oh. Anyway, but no, if, if they were going to use the Gang of Doctor as a device um, in the series overall, I think. The only way they could have actually got away with, what way with it, and made it work, was if you weren't entirely sure which one was which, and they, they have made it clear that they were both absolutely identical. Which, yeah. Which, to be fair, the two flesh stories in the first half of the series didn't really do. No. But, yeah. But uh, no, okay. So there we go. That's that's our latest bit of feedback from Zarban. Um, only other thing to note, um, Doctor Who wise, is that Moffat Bingo appears to have been a big success. Uh, one of our most consistently popular posts. Um, of the last few months, and the cards got—I haven't tallied them up, but s- several hundred downloads at least. Nice. So, so plenty of people out there playing more that bingo. <laughs> Hopefully, we can wheel it out again for Christmas. Yes. Yeah. Let us know if you would like to issue new cards. I mean, seasonally appropriate as well. <laughs> yes. Yes. I'm sure we could. Uh... 
<laughs> I think of some other things. I'm saying we. I didn't write the originals. You guys did. So, uh, but I'm sure we can whip up something for the Christmas special. Did we have many people we, get a line? We had a few have a line, didn't we? Actually, we could do Christmas special bingo because we're planning on doing the commentaries on the um, That's true. going back Christmas in December. Mm. The, what we're planning on doing is going back and doing commentaries on the uh, previous Christmas specials that we once we haven't done commentaries on. Uh, in the run up to this year's Christmas special, but uh, yeah, we could have things like Robot uh, Santa's. <laughs> yeah, Robot, Robot, yes, Robot um, Santa's. Christmas decoration turns deadly. Mm. <laughs> it's the most Christmassy Christmas special ever. <laughs> That'll be all of them. Though. Yeah, snow that isn't really snow. It's like it's like there is one press release that with the showrunner, be it Russell T Davis or Stephen Moffat, has to give, and then they just recycle it every year. Mm. God rush you, Murray Gentleman's played again by a brass band. Yes. <laughs> and it's sunny out despite it's supposed to be winter because they filmed it in Cardiff in the summer. Yeah, yeah pretty much. <laughs> so uh, there's maybe a, that's maybe a runner Christmas mm. bingo. Yeah. Let us know if you'd be up for that. <laughs> or if you've got any ideas for the cards. Yes. Yes. I think we should monetize. <laughs> Two pence a card. No. <laughs> BBC, oh, yeah. if you're low for Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, probably wouldn't have it. Damn the BBC. <laughs> okay. Um, otherwise, the only things that have been happening, really. Um, no problem. That's, that's, that's the sound of Caleb having an idea. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I have an idea, the. <laughs> Other than that, the only thing that's really been happening lately um, has been on Twitter. The tw- it's not, is it the Twitter sphere? The Twitter feed? Twitter, well, it depends. Your feed is what you read, uh, yeah. and the Twitter sphere is the entire I'm still more, yeah, universe. I'm not up to speed. Okay, yeah, the Twitter sphere. Twitter land. Twi- no. our, our little tiny Twitterverse. Twitterverse yeah, is the other one, yeah. There are many names for it, Pete. Yeah. Yeah. Our tiny corner of the Twitter sphere, just like... <laughs> A little bit of it's, it's it's about the size of Luxembourg, I suppose, <laughs> taking the Twitter sphere as a whole. Okay. But, um <laughs> It'll blow a hole in the size of the universe, the size of Belgium. Anything terribly undramatic. but you may remember that Olivia reviewed the Brancoats mixtape oh, yes. on our blog recently. Uh, so we tweeted about that and Mikael K. Hill who's uh, the mixtape producer and one of the founders of the Thought Criminals who also took part in the project uh, saw our tweets uh, tweeted back that he liked the review and that he was glad we liked his mixtape um, so we sort of had a little back and forth going for a little while um, I tweeted back that I liked his song Never Watched an Episode of Doctor Who because I completely mixed him up with Adam Warrock who's also on the Brown Coats mixtape, and that was actually his song. Uh-huh. So, sorry, uh, Mr. Hill. But he was nice enough to tweet back that he had watched classic episodes of Doctor Who as a kid, and he does intend to pick up the new series as soon as he can. So, best of luck to him. The mixtape does seem to have been going really, really well. The Firefly cast have been talking about it as well. So, uh, mm. and I downloaded it wow. and have been listening to it for the last couple of weeks. So. And if anyone um, was watching Sci-Fi yesterday, Serenity was played. So oh, if anyone was watching that, you might as well then go. I've still never seen that. Uh, I've, ah, seen, I've seen the whole of Firefly. And it's Serenity. best if you've seen Firefly. Uh, first, yeah, I've never watched Firefly no. either. So it could be Joss Whedon's mm. best. 
Never been oh, rising. No, no, Back no. off. <laughs> I, I, I should point out that uh, Brandon is a very big Buffy fan. I agree. So. It's nearly time for my annual Buffy marathon. Starts in January. Uh, yes, good. Oh, uh, yes, of course. You Mention see, that. That's the great thing about Firefly Marathon. There are only 13 episodes. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't take you very long. Yeah. You can do it in a weekend. Mm, mm, yeah. So, How long does your Buffy marathon usually take? A week. Take a week. How many seasons are there? Seven. Do, yeah. I do one a day. Take a day to watch one series. That's, that's so. pretty hard. That's hard. It is hard. It's <laughs> tough. It's getting tougher as I'm getting older. <laughs> I, I do remember you complaining vociferously about it last year on Facebook. Yeah, it, when I get to season four, you get halfway through. It's so hard because season four is so boring. Mm. Yeah. I hate it. Is that the one where they go to college? Yeah. Uh, it's the one with, uh, the with the initiative and Riley, yeah. Oh, Riley Finn. He's so, so boring. boring. He's so beige in his character. Oh. I, I want to strangle him. He's so boring. Yeah. Look at the personality. Keep calm. <laughs> Sorry. Carry on. Sorry, I interrupted you. No, but... that's fine. No. So, yes, that was just... more interesting than what I was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> just depends on which series Brandon happens to be watching as to whether she's yeah. enjoying it or yeah. not. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, you're a huge fan of series five, aren't oh, you? Oh, yes. Glory. <laughs> Oh, she's awesome. Awesome. So, anyway, again, lovely tangents that we're very good at. The the only other thing to talk about Twitter-wise is that we've been tweeting back and forth with Phil Cannon of the Who's He podcast. Hello, Phil. Uh, He was watching a couple of classic Hammer Horror movies for Halloween, I think it was. Horror of Frankenstein and Dracula. Because of Frankenstein. What's the original Swithin all? No, he's our Hammer expert. The original... Not by the look on his face, I don't think <laughs> he knows. Horror, no. <laughs> what are you, what are you original Hammer... The Hammer Horror Frankenstein movie with Christopher Lee as the creature, I think. Was it Horror Frankenstein or Curse of Frankenstein? Oh, I, don't know. I think but, it's horror. But, I think it's horror. But, but yeah, that one. The original, the original Frankenstein and the original Dracula mm. in the Hammer game. Oh. And we're just chatting backwards and forwards about... Hammer movies, and he reminded me that Patrick Troughton is in Scars of Dracula. So oh, we've ended up trying to list Doctor Who actors who turn up in horror movies, and it turns out that there are loads because Patrick Troughton turns up in The Omen as well, oh, of course. Yeah. John Pertwee was in The House That Dripped Blood. Tom Baker was in Vault of Horror. Yeah. Wendy Padbury was in Blood on Satan's Claw. Lala Ward was in Vampire Circus, and there are loads and loads of others. We haven't even got halfway through them, I don't think. Um, if so, if you can think of any, then send us a tweet. Uh, we are at Impossible Pod, so come and follow us. And uh, who's he? Are at who's underscore he underscore podcast. And we've been using the hashtag Who Actors in Horror Movies. So if you have any suggestions that we haven't picked up on, let us know. If you're IMDb, you probably be able to tell all of us. That's that, that, that's basically what I was doing. I was just <laughs> going through Doctor Who season by season and rating Evans on DB listing. <laughs> hmm. It's also uh, just something I'll note for the record, which is I've started NaNoWriMo again this ah, year. Well so National Novel Writing Month. Uh, so yes, I'm writing uh, Back to the Future King, which <laughs> involves uh, King Arthur and time travel. Um, and alien fairies from the planet Avalon. Uh, so it's a lot of fun to write. Although I am, uh, a bit behind already. I should have, it's day six or so, which is one fifth of the way through. So I should have reached 10,000 words. I'm only on around 4,000 words. So got quite a bit of catching up to do. Uh, but. Quality, not quantity. Yeah. Well, not if you're doing yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, a well, the whole point of having to write a bash out as many words yeah. as you can. 
I have quite a few friends doing it, actually, who I suppose won't, I won't see much of this month, I suppose, yeah. because they're all uh, desperately trying to get, like, 2,000 words written a day. Mm. I've chickened out again this year. Yeah, I have, but... Yeah, you've got a good excuse. But you are, yeah, you have got an excuse. But I find I find a very good excuse every year not to do my <laughs> This is a particularly good excuse. <laughs> Possibly, true. you know, you're only going to be able to use it the really this year. Birth of my first child. Yes, do you think, do you think that yes. gets gets me a yeah. Asteroth arises. Doom is coming. Asteroth Bell. <laughs> I might have some trouble getting that one passed down. <laughs> yeah. There we go. That's it. That's another thing they can let us know if you've got any ideas for the name of Pete's um, baby boy. Um, yeah. Due any day. Yes. <laughs> Cloister Bell has been. <laughs> <laughs> taco, taco, yeah. taco Bell. I saw I have... a little pi- a picture of a little baby with a taco costume on her. Really? Oh, it's Taco Bell. <laughs> oh, how cute. <laughs> it was on a fell blog, I think. Ah, cool. Um, I should have. I like that one that you sent me on Facebook of the dad dressed as the Ghostbuster and the baby in the Stay Puft Marshmallow oh, costume. So that was that was true. As you can tell, we've all been Harry highly useful year. coming yes. up with names for Pete's baby. We've yeah. not really. Before any storm again. Um, and before any of you suggest it, I have gone through all of the first names of the actors who've played the Doctor, and Anna hasn't liked any of them. So. Not even Colin. No. Sylvester. Sylvester. Yeah, Sylvester. Because I thought Patrick. Patrick Bell, I quite like, but no. Pa- Percy. No, Percy Bell. Yeah, because that's, um, that, that's Thomas McCoy's real name. Is it? Oh. Percy James Kent Smith is his yes. full real name. Yes. Mm-hmm. We'll have to I'll find out it. which one, uh, which one Anna agrees any with. Um, <laughs> yes. Bell. <laughs> but anyway, we're off on another Another tangent, yes. Bell. I think Olivia has been trying um, NaNoWriMo this year as well, but then Uncharted 3 arrived. Um, uh, yes. She has so apparently completed it already. Yes, that's true. So there's probably a review of Uncharted 3 coming your way from us soon. <laughs> yes. Thanks, Olivia. <laughs> um, hmm. <laughs> Uh, it could be the Bell of Doom, which is an episode title from this <laughs> Massacre of St. Bartholomew's Eve. Is it? Yeah, the Bell, the Bell of, of Doom. Doom. It's brilliant. But the, the Sea of Death. Oh, the Priest Beggar. Uh, something priest of Beggar wrath. Bell is not good. <laughs> <Beggar Bell. laughs> no. The Do- Bell of Doom, and then there's oh, Wrath of Doom somebody Bell. Brilliant name. I could call him Wrath of. Wrath of Bell. Wrath of Bell. <laughs> yes. First name Wrath, middle name of, surname Bell. <laughs> I should comment that uh, Cloister Bell does belong to uh, to my friend Colin, who is one of our newer listeners, mm. uh, who came up with Cloister Bell for you because he thought you. <laughs> does, yes. does this mean you've just bullied the poor man into listening? No, 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 no. <laughs> well, no, possibly, but um, <laughs> no, he listened to his own accord. But then we happened to be discussing the name of your child, which all of us seem to be discussing lately, <laughs> and he came up pure, purely for you know the Doctor Who fans among us, mm. as in all of us, um, Cloister Bell. All of us except Brandon. Sorry, Brandon. That facial expression doesn't really I work know, on audio, Brandon. What? Sorry. Uh, what do you want to do? Withering looks. You have to give withering put downs in yeah, words. Right, you have to say things. <laughs> or, um, but no, I mean, you can get very excited about Sarah Jane. Yeah. Yeah, um, so. it's, it's kind of a sad excited, though. Mm. Well, it's yeah. A bit, it's a bittersweet. It is. But. Um, it's fine. You can have the same look on my uh, on your face as I do when these guys start talking classic Who, because then I get lost. I love classic Who. I just don't like the new Who. Since well, see, I only like new Who, so this is the, the yeah, anyway. Tenant, anyway. Yes. Okay, well, thanks for listening. Uh, we look forward to having your feedback. Yes, please do get in touch through the usual methods. So, yes, stay tuned. We've got plenty coming up. We should be back into more of a regular swing of things after having a bit of a lull after 
uh, the end of the series of Doctor Who. But uh, yes, we'll be gearing up again. So keep listening. Thanks and bye. 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 You've been listening to The Impossible Podcast. For more Doctor Who commentaries, plus other science fiction and fantasy reviews and discussions, please visit our website, impossiblepodcasts.blogspot.com, or search for us on iTunes. We'd love to hear from you. Please follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, or email us via impossiblepodcasts at gmail.com. Thanks for listening! <laughs>